bees in his library. Confound it, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire siphon order. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gondahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people! Welcome, listener, to Another Life, the podcast in which we watch and talk about Another Life. I am jesting, of course. This is Starcash Podcast. You have not accidentally clicked the wrong podcast here. Uh, but we are continuously diving into the Netflix show Another Life, starring, amongst others, Katie Sackhoff. So, you know, heavy lifters here. It is a big budget television series. At least it looks like it. So, uh, this is our second episode on it, and we will also talk about the second episode and possibly the third, depending on how it goes, because <laughs> we had different plans in the first episode and we couldn't manage to uh, stay on top of that. Oh, so, we were like, oh, we're going to do uh, the first three episodes of Another Life yes. in one podcast episode. Oof. It didn't work out like that, no. My sweet summer child, how ambitious we were. Uh, <laughs> But we'll see. I figure, I figure, like, the first episode, there are so many characters and different things that mm. you need to go through. So that's why I also True. think that it just takes a lot of time because so much is set up in the first episode. So we'll see. We'll see where we end up. But holy shit, this episode is also full, full throttle on the gas pedal here in terms of what is going on in this episode. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, I want to start off a little bit, you know, casually here. Um, what's up with you, Linnea? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this great. This fine weekend. Yes, yeah. I'm doing great. It's uh, sunny outside today, so I'm getting some spring feelings, uh, which is nice. Sweet. So um, we have snow. Uh, it was spring until yesterday, and now it's snow. So apparently it's winter again. Uh, <laughs> but I'm fine with it. It's still plus degrees now, so uh, still still getting that spring feeling with you. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Another life. Do you want to kick us off? Like, where are we? Where were we in the previous episode? Where did it stop? And where did where does this one pick up? Uh, well, I, first of all, I think we should introduce ourselves. <laughs> we missed that. Oh, we haven't? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, my name is Eppa. Hi, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, my name is Linnea. <laughs> um, if you have followed our podcast before, you of course, you know who we are. Yeah. But if you knew, these are our names. Uh, so, yes, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another Life episode two. Uh, so, in the end of the previous one, we had the cliffhanger-ish of uh, our hero Nico, who uh, accidentally killed uh, the asshole Jerksa. Uh, Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then at the start of uh, episode two, supposedly we get the consequences of that. And it's not quite as I expected it to be. Um, Nico does not appear to in any way be explaining how it happens. Uh she does not talk about it being in self-defense or anything like that. She's just like, oh, you know, Jerksa was a threat to the mission. And then one of the other mm -hmm. people are like, oh, so you killed him? And she's like, oh, I, I did what I had to do or something like that. It's just a weird conversation <laughs> on, 
overall. Yeah, like. I mean, she really had the opportunity to just set things straight. Uh-huh. Like, she could say that we had a really tense conversation and I, 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 it, was a, it became a threatening situation. Like, and I defended myself. I mean, she did defend herself rather uh, decidedly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but she she did have an opportunity there. And now I just kind of feel like she left things so vague that the other characters can sort of put their own truths into those spots. Exactly. It's gonna get. It's gonna get. gonna get real dramatic because of that so oh nico nico i'm just baffled (laughs) at that whole conversation because it's just not how you would talk about that like you have you have a death on your spaceship and you know your captain or your commander is the well you know she's the one who has uh, killed another person Mm. you (laughs) like you need to really explain the situation, and oh, they sure. have an AI. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, doesn't he have like surveillance camera of that room that he can just show and look? You know, Nico killed him in self-defense. End of story. She's just ah. yeah, like just replay, replay it, hologram style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like there must be because this kind of situation. I I feel like they must also prepare for like down on earth yeah so yeah. just like when you have people for going for so long i mean i can't for example imagine nasa you know as they are sort of planning and toying with the idea of sending people to mars i i'm pretty sure that they are also considering uh, you know enemy situations <laughs> i don't know like conflict yeah yeah with with violent outcomes like they, they i'm sure they have that as like, how do we handle that? Uh, what what sort of like rules do we have around that? So, what kind of communication do we need to set up in case, like, preferably you do the job beforehand to make sure that people sync mm. and that they mesh so they don't kill each other. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like you know, basic, <laughs> really. But I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird to me that they don't. They never even thought of this situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, even if we look at, you know, the, the the space agency that we have today, we don't really have crews the size of what is on uh, the Salvara no. in another life. True. But we still, you know, there, there is still rules about, oh, we have an accidental or intentional death on say, the uh, International Space Station, there will still yeah. be rules on how you handle that. You know, there will be some yeah. kind of investigation. Yeah. Even though most of it might happen once they're back on Earth, there will still yeah. be rules of saying, oh, now we need to, you know, do this, record that, you know, talk to these people yeah. as soon as possible, etc. <laughs> yeah, you can't just leave it. You can't just leave it open like that. No. And also, I, I, could, I could see how if... if, if you like put it in the story that the usual route being that that they set up a communication with Earth and sort of involve lawyers and and, and you know employees and things f- from the the space agency, mm. uh, but you know they have the communication is cut off so they can't go the 
traditional route. So they need to figure it out in a different way. So that could actually become like tense drama there if you if you actually delved into that aspect a little bit. Like, how do you deal with how do you actually deal with something like that? Not just like, oh, I killed them, whatever. Let's go back to the mission. <laughs> just like, what? Yeah, no, because <laughs> I mean, I, I I understand what they want to get out of this. They want to sort of, well, expand is perhaps the wrong word, but they want to, to continue with that Tension. sort of, yeah, the, 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 the sort mm. of breach that there is between Nico, the commander, and the rest of the crew. You know, there's a lack of trust yeah. between those two parties. And I understand that they want some drama inside, you know, between the crew on, on, on the ship, which is fine from a storytelling perspective. Oh, yeah. Fine, fine. But the way they go about it, it's just so contrived. You know, because mm-hmm. when they are talking to each other about this, neither of the sides are really clear on anything. You know, they're really vague and the, both, both sides seems to really be, you know, drawing conclusions without asking any questions. And it's just like, mm. no one would actually talk like this. No one would react like this without, <laughs> you know, yeah. asking questions. It's uh, Yeah, so no, no, absolutely. There, there is, There is absolutely a way to sort of have the people try to deal with it like the regulation mm. would probably tell them to deal with it and still have have char- certain characters misinterpret Nico, for example. Yeah. I, I really do feel like you could do that somehow. Um, maybe maybe it turns out that that was a blind spot surveillance-wise. Yeah. So Nico can't prove what she's saying, but they sort of have to take her word for it. So that that... Uh, that little sliver of of um, not knowing mm. is still within mm. the crew. They they can't really be sure that her version is the version, mm. which we will get to. We, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do it right now. But then there is this other moment where William, <sighs> however this works, but William sort of recreates what Jerksa mm. probably was thinking in that moment <laughs> so however strange. however he's doing that when he can't even like figure out that there is a moon in the way at certain times is mm. interesting but let's let's take let's take william for what he is so he's capable of kind of doing this thing super complicated and it's super clear that Yerksa is super not trusting nico mm. and he's kind of thinking that she's like a lethal threat so we know, if we, if we believe William's technology, we know what Jerksa was thinking. So if William were to showcase that, which he did in the show, then then you, you would lose that tension. So it's also kind of weird that they threw that possibility, like that technology in. Yeah. Because, if, you know, it, it even deflates the possible drama even further, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. It's weird. So... When we first see William do this, and William is the the AI on the ship, and he like yeah. projects a fake version of Jerksa and have Jerksa talk in supposedly Jerksa's own voice and his own force. Yeah. However, William can know that, but it's fine. It's futuristic t- technology, whatever. William yeah. can figure out what Jerksa was thinking. Fine, but he doesn't show it to the whole crew. At the beginning, he just 
do it to himself because he wants to understand the situation because you know humans are weird or something. Yeah. <laughs> but then Nico, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but then Nico is the one who walks in on him and he's like, "What are you doing?" And and this actually, I mean, this whole situation actually really, I think, messes with Nico's head, which is, <laughs> yeah, kind of not what you want. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and also like sh- I think she first thinks it, it's like a ghost or something. Yeah, yeah. Because she she has you know trauma from from that other uh, space uh, situation <laughs> in a previous mission. Yeah. So she she's vulnerable yeah. to this kind yeah. of thing. So why wouldn't he just close the door? But that is, I mean, it's nitpicky because you can't keep closing doors if you want plot to happen. But why William wouldn't yeah. do this like yeah. in his own room in in privacy? Because it's kind of a weird thing to do to begin with. Yes. Like what else is he hologramming? You know, I'm just like I don't want to know. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I can see if they had like a huge crew meeting when they were sitting down and really yeah. talking this out, then he could do it, and you know he could ask questions of them. You know. Yeah. Why did A lead to B, etc. Yeah. Fine. But as it is now, its function in the plot is mm-hmm. really just to make it worse for Nico. It doesn't solve yeah. anything about the crew situation and, and how nope. they don't talk to each other. It's nope. <sighs> bad. Bad, bad, bad. It, it's strange. It's strange. Mm. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, so, so <laughs> we are barely <laughs> past the first scene. Well, we we, we also mentioned a, a later scene. But mm. uh, after the first scene where Nico has uh, not, <laughs> well, confessed is the wrong word, but she has addressed what has happened somewhat. Um, the ship has some kind of problem. I think it starts shaking and William being shit AI that he is. He says, like, oh, I'm locked out of systems. Um, and I, I don't actually know what happened to the ship. It just started having problems all of a sudden. Like, um, wasn't it, wasn't it, like, just damage from from when it went off course in, in the first episode? Like, yeah, I mean, th- th- that's... The magic clouds and that whole situation, like, they just... That's the most reasonable explanation, but they don't really address it, I don't think. Not enough. Mm. I mean, oh well, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah. So they start having. I'll, I'll having give it. Problems. I'll give them that. Like, <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. you know. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but they start losing oxygen at least. Um, mm. So uh, they decide to, as you do in the vast emptiness of space, to just oh, we we'll look for a comet or a planet where we can find some oxygen. <laughs> Which is yes, that's that's the solution that you would go yes. for. <laughs> and I'm just sitting what here you... like, and I, oh, I so... like duct tape though, <laughs> duct tape. Just <laughs> oh, so so. If you listen to the podcast before, you will know this. But I've worked several years in a planetarium, so I've been you know teaching kids about space. And when we get something like this, I'm just like, oh, pain. Pain. I mean, you are you are the resident space expert in this podcast. Like that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, so yeah. you know. So I mean, and you would do a better job than most of these people in space. Also, I mean, they have just it. in the first episode left Series A a star yeah. behind. So they are like, 
if we're gonna be kind here, like in the middle between two stars or something. <laughs> where where do you think they're gonna find anything? I don't. Oh, it's such a bad plan. Bad, bad, bad. I. Um... They were lucky. Let's just put it like that. They <laughs> they are really lucky. lucky. <laughs> because I don't know if I I remember it being Michelle, but I might have dreamt that. But no, I think it was one. Yeah. yeah, it was Michelle, the communication experts. Mm. Um, so she finds a suitable. No, she doesn't moon. find no? it. She su- she suggests the technique they use to find it, and then William do like the scanning of the sky. Oh, or okay. Yeah. So William, yeah. good job, William. <laughs> Not spending any more time on his hologram games, uh, so so they they decide to send. Okay, yes. So they decide to send uh, a crew down to manually mine the Earth for uh, crystals. Not the Earth. I don't. <laughs> well, the Earth. Yeah, I, oh, well. I meant like d- the yeah, dirt, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Not not Earth, <laughs> but the dirt caves, whatever, um, for these crystals that that contains the, the minerals and the gases and whatever that they need to to make more air. Uh, and yes, if you react there manually, mine <laughs> these crystals on a moon that they know nothing about basically no the planets the moon planets, the moon constellation oh god damn it this is the asteroid field all over again <laughs> oh. okay so this planet and and uh, i mean would you maybe you do that maybe you do send people to manually mine crystals i just feel like it would be easier to send drones robots i mean i, I imagine you know, look at Boston Dynamics robots, like give them 30 plus years or however far in the future this is supposed to be. And those robots can do it all. They can for sure chop away at the caves and and bring some some mineral rocks. That's my belief and you can't take (laughs) it away from me. (laughs) So to me, when humans are very valuable for this mission, I just I just feel like it's a really weird decision to make. But mm. they probably don't have any other technology, so maybe they're working with what they can. But I mean, I mean, that planet they know nothing about. They don't even send like some sort of like William does a scan, but they don't send anything. No probe, no nothing. Haven't they learned anything from invading aliens? Like you probe, you probe. That's what you do. <laughs> If you don't know what it is, yeah, you probe. Yeah, <laughs> there is some some I think an imbalance between certain tech they have that is like really futuristic and some that are like yeah. what? Why do why do they not have this? Um, I will give them a plus for when the, so this planet that they, that they land on is a rogue planet and what that means is it's a planet without a star it's just a planet a, mm. a rock that is floating through space on its own essentially which is yeah which, which is an actual concept i don't think today that we have actually found any rogue planets but we're pretty convinced that they exist so that's mm. fine mm. and they find this rogue planet through a method that is called microlensing which mm, is okay. what Michelle uh, suggests, and she refers to it as really old tech or something like that. Which is like okay, okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it's it's that weird throwaway line where you're like you're like well you know I, I guess that's world building, but it's kind of done. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, but where does this place us in? 
decades wise though yeah. like it, it's one of those yeah. things that okay yeah okay we're yeah. adding that to the we are not wearing uniform <laughs> pile of yeah figuring out much. where this takes place pretty much. uh <laughs> but, yeah. but micro lensing is also a real technique that is reasonable that they would use to find a planet like this so what micro lensing essentially mean is that um you have two objects in space that one is in front of the other then the, the foreground object will bend the light from the background object so you will see the background object as sort of a circle around the foreground object um, and you can use that to find exoplanets or, or rogue planets so i think that's i've i've uh, actually i've actually kind of familiar with that yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I understand it at least kind of <laughs> that that shakes out um William does find like several possible candidates quite quickly. He's like, "Oh, we have one over here, and we have one over there," and I'm just like, "Oh God, this!" <laughs> Did you realize how like far away those things have to be? But mm. anyway, yeah. anyway, he finds one. Yeah, he finds one that that's pretty close, and it has oxygen on it. So they were like, "Oh, let's go there then." And quickly because they don't they don't have like a whole lot of time. I think they have like something like six hours or yeah yeah something in that line. So for him to like just building on what you were just saying, like for him to say like we have several, but they would probably be like be like you're saying like way off in the distance. Like they there's distance between these yeah. possible candidates. Yeah. Uh, they would die. Mm. Is my is my. Is, is what I gather from. Yes. <laughs> yes. So lucky, lucky bastards. Again, they are so lucky to find this, um, to find this wonderful little uh, cave planet. <laughs> uh, but what happens? They arrive on the cave planet. Well, first, I think we need to, to mention this also. First, they wake up a new pilot mm, now that Jöksa mm. is dead. Uh, Thank you, yes. Cass. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Cass. Uh, who seems, at least at the beginning, to be a pretty decent person, yeah. I think. She, yeah. she sounds... She's, she seems reasonable. Not yeah. too stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Good for you, Cass. <laughs> yeah. No, but she, she is very, like, she takes in the situation and sort of goes on board with it immediately mm. and, and goes, you know, does her job. I think that's... Yeah. Uh, what we kind of expect of people in this situation, yeah. but the bar is low. Yeah, the bar is low. So we have uh, four four people going on the actual planet, as far as I remember. So we have uh, August and I want to say the Russian guy. I just feels yes, so, yes. Like I don't, I can't remember his, his name. I'm Me neither. <laughs> Oh, uh, Oliver? Possibly. Poly, po, pos, Poliver. <laughs> Possibly Oliver. Poliver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, well, let's go with Oliver. So August and Oliver, they go down to the actual caves and uh, they st- struck gold. They find these minerals that they need and they say like, well, f- amazing, we're going to be able to have air for 50 years. Bam, if so long as everything goes well now, we'll... Will be fine on the O2 front. But then we also have a uh, farm boy. Don't remember his name either. Uh, Bernie. Bernie, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Bernie and n- another dude. <laughs> God. 
I'm rubbish. I am rubbish. Yeah, at who retelling was the other one? Stories. Um, I am thinking. I don't remember. There was another guy with uh, I, Bernie. Okay, yeah. I'm bringing up the EMDB here now. I think Javier. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, Javier? because they got. Yeah. Split up into two teams with two person in each. Yes. And then I think yes. Cass was also there as, you know, sort of... She, she was the pilot yeah. Who, yeah. who brought them down. Uh, yeah, so Javier and uh, Bernie are having, uh, you know, a little bit of a conflict immediately. Because I think Bernie wants to collect samples... Because it's like, wow, this is like an alien planet and we have the possibility to collect some samples. And Javier is like, that's not what we're here for. We need to stay on track. Uh, Bernie doesn't want to stay on track. He wants to go uh, frolic in the field <laughs> like a doofus <laughs> and collect samples. Ooh, setting things up, let's just say. Mm. Yeah, but I, I have thoughts about that too. So, okay, we don't know exactly what Bernie's like job is job is he's it's established later that he's not an astrobiologist but he is a scientist of some kind (laughs) no no but like like similar field like maybe he's a geologist or something like someone who is obviously on the crew in the capacity of a scientist a researcher so i guess he has to have some kind of job description that could says, he be, yeah. Could he? Sorry, I'm interrupting, but could he be some someone that sort of um, does research on like just because it's farm boy and going this way, but like farming in space, you know, like growing plants and nutrients. Possibly, in space. yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like that would make sense and also explain his interest and just willingness to to collect these samples because i mean i get i get where he's coming from in a way yeah like, this is a new planet and yeah i mean the, yeah. the thing that i was coming to was that based on what i know of his role on the crew yeah i actually don't think it's strange that he wants samples i actually think taking samples from this strange planet that they land on is good <laughs> sciencing like you should do that like I don't, I don't yeah. really see the reason why not. Obviously, they screw things up later with the sample, but that's another kind of problem. That's mm-hmm. th- that's not really, yeah, yeah. It's no, no, no. I absolutely under- I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. What I think my issue with it is like because they are setting it up in the scene, like that might not be a good time for that. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, like all of, like how Javier is reacting, I think kind of says something about like, yeah, that's all good and well, but now we need to focus on oxygen. <laughs> like we need, True. We need air. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like a middle ground, like if this was real life, <laughs> maybe they'd be like, you know what, let's get the, the oxygen and everything. And make sure that the ship is functional. And maybe we can stay another day or another cycle. Well, a cycle could be whatever on this planet. Of course, of course, I'm not dumb. Like, it could be very hard to do. But I, it does feel like bad timing. At the same time, would collecting a sample take a lot of time? Couldn't it just be done in five minutes? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and- maybe I am reacting like with my dramatic gut here and just saying like no Bernie what are you doing but at the same time you know what Bernie 
Yeah, and the th- maybe just decontaminate that shit, though. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, Bernie and Javier, they are not digging for for the oxygen crystals, though, are they? We only see. I think we only see August and the Russian do that. I think they are all four in, in the. Um, uh, yeah. I think because I think they. I think they are maybe all four in there initially, and then they too leave with some of the minerals. Okay, yeah. Uh, because yeah. they are not stuck there with all the minerals. That, 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 so Bernie and Javier are bringing some back to the shuttle. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's that when sense. Bernie says, I want to go foraging. Yeah, but if, if that's the case, and I don't remember the details here, but if that's the case, then they know they have found enough crystals to have enough oxygen. Yeah. So why can't he take five minutes to go take some other samples? Yeah, I mean, they're already hard. bringing samples yeah. back because they have the crystals. So I, mm. you know, either way, they, they are taking pieces of this strange planet with them back. One or more pieces is actually not going to make that much of a difference. Actually, I would say bringing yeah. back other pieces would probably be a good thing. In, well, in most situations. Yeah, but I mean, it it would make it would make the stop more worthwhile, mm. and and also I think because Javier goes ahead with some of the crystals, I think, so like they can they can do a check mark on on oxygen on air. Mm. They they yeah we, yeah I think I've been converted here. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bernie. I was giving you a really hard time. <laughs> Uh, I am going to give your decontamination procedure a hard time, though. But right now, yeah. I mean... Okay, Bernie. It, yeah, okay, Bernie. it is poor communication, I think, on Bernie's part <laughs> and the rest of the crew that is on the planet. They're not really talking to each other as they should. They're not really saying, oh... It's not a thing. No, it, no <laughs> true. None of them communicate properly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, so the people who are still in the cave and digging, uh, which would be uh, August and the Russian guy, um, mm. they are like, oh, this is, you know, we're getting sweaty and, and uh, the insides of our uh, <sighs> helmet covers are getting like uh, <laughs> foggy and they're like, oh, I'm going to take them off. So they take the fucking helmets off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, com- I completely forgot about this. Oh, my God. I don't even know where. Where? Where do you want to start with that? Because to me, I just want to uh, sigh. I, uh, they do this a lot in movies, though. Like, honestly, like, whenever they think the air is fine, they always take the helmets off. Yeah. Always. And, the, and it bugs me to no end. The thing the thing that Another Life and also other films, as you're talking about, mm-hmm. they set up the situation like, oh, but, you know, we have oxygen in the surrounding air. It's fine. We can breathe. And I'm just like... That's not the only thing you need to think about. You need to think about atmospheric uh, pressure. You need to look at what are the other gases in the air. Preach, girl, (sighs) preach. You took the words out of my mouth. Yes, all of those. Yes. (laughs) So now we know the intelligence level of August and Oliver. Mm. And the thing is, okay, so, so while they are down there and they're picking up crystals... And they have the helmets off, or they have at least the, the visiers, uh, you know, up. Uh, yeah. Cass comes down there, and she's like, "You stupid fucks! Put the, you know, close them again." And they do. And then as soon as she leaves, 
they're like looking at each other and giggling and they're taking off the helmets again. I um, two things: applauds for Cass yes. for being the adult, yes. and secondly, you are not being scientific astronauts with a sense of risk and reward thinking here. Oh, I'm going like this. Oh, fists clenched here because I don't get them. And also, this is something that happens in a lot of television series. And and we have a perfect example right here where you have a really... It's important to get the job done fast and safe, right? Mm. Like, oh, running out of air. We're on, we're on a new planet. Get things done and get out of here. So then they start to have bonding moments where they talk about other things. They take off their helmets and they do all these things that don't get the job done. Mm. And that annoys me. Yes. I feel like it also messes a little bit with the tension because I feel like if if we get a sense of like, ooh, the time is ticking here and not because they are like having their gossipy session, mm. like just, just, I don't know. It bugs me. It bugs me and I can't quite... Just, just do the job. Just yeah, do the job. I think it's enough. From a pacing perspective of the episode, it's weird. Because we have set up this imminent threat of, oh, they're losing their oxygen. We need to yes. fix this. And we have six hours and the time is ticking down. And then they're on the planet and they're like, oh, so uh, yeah, my brother, he was on the ship too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm facepalming right now because I can't handle it. I can't. I would much rather this... This sort of bonding moment because shit hits the fan. Like there is, this planet has a really, really violent and temperate weather situation, let's say. So it's putting um, it mildly, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So I don't know what it was. Like something, I don't know if it's a distant star or just like it it's something makes the planet go super hot super fast so it's it's rising on the on the horizon and uh, people are they are like realizing that they'll they'll get burnt to crisps basically and oh, it's it's um, yeah the the moon that is so close to the planet that it's like yes. pulling okay. thank you yeah yes so so watch out danger danger so and they didn't know this previously because William uh, William missed an entire fucking I moon. Can't. I can He has William, good honestly. enough sensors to be able to tell that oh there's oxygen on this planet. Not in the air. Well it's not in the air too but, <laughs> no. but like you know, as crystals in, in caves on the ground. But he missed an entire <laughs> fucking moon. Oh William <sighs> William And he says that it's so... yeah it's because it's in it was in such a low orbit which, by the way, is that that's actually not possible for it to be in such a low orbit because there's a limit that is called the Roche mm. limit that says that that essentially tells you, depending on the size of the planet and the moon, how close the moon can be to the planet before it's like disintegrated. So you know it can't ah, actually be this close. <laughs> they just like smash into each other. Or yeah, one of them much. would get destroyed Whoa. into the other one. Yeah, the gravity okay. of the planet sort of pulls the moon yeah. apart if it's too close. Yeah. Actually, yeah, if they had wanted this situation, I actually think they should have done it the reverse, mm. that they had landed on the moon and then figured out, like, oh, it's a ah. bit too close to the planet, because that would have made more sense. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> One Google search away, like most things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. 
so time is of the essence. Javier and Bernie are also having issues. Javier is like, Bernie, where are you? And Bernie is taking his sweet time collecting his samples. So we have a tense situation there. Uh, and then they are really, you know, time is really of the essence. And I think Cass and Nico are in the shuttle, I think. Oh, no, I don't think like Nico that. is. Oh, no, Nico, Nico is still on, is on the main ship. He's still on the ship. Yes. Yeah. So and it's like, yeah. what do we do? Like, like Oliver and August are stuck in the caves. Uh, do we let? Do we? Do we save them? Can we save them? Like, it's super down to to minutes here. Uh, we don't know what Nico's gonna choose because this is one of those situations like, ooh, is she lethal? Will she stand up for the team? Or will she only think of the mission and her daughter and all, whole that thing that we talked about in the previous Yeah, the yeah. Previous so they, they see this moon coming close to them and it's essentially yeah. like pulling the ground apart mm -hmm. where they are. Yes. And I think Cass takes back Bernie and Javier to the Salvare. Yes, because they are close Exactly, by. but August and Russian guy, Oliver, as we're calling him, uh, yes. gets left behind. <laughs> and everyone is like, Nico, you have to go back for them. But then at the same time, that's like really not safe to go back. Yeah. And you can see, you know, Nico is having this moment where you see how she's thinking about it. She's analyzing the situation. And yes, she's hesitating, but it's not like, at least not that, that, that I experienced it, like, like a bad hesitation it's more like oh my god no. this which one should i pick and, and, and you know you, you're seeing how she's in her, her head sort of putting forth the the, the pros and cons in each situation and, and you know she wants to save her crewmates but yeah you know can she actually do it and cass just gives her this look like oh my god are you actually hesitating over this and i'm just like of course she is <laughs> i mean that's her job she can't just make decisions like on a whim no, and go with no. her feeling immediately so I, I i absolutely put you put it so well like it, it's it's incredible why nico's getting so much shit honestly i don't know why people are giving her such a hard time which is no, just no. when she's just like you know calculating and here like what's the best decision to make here yeah when she's actually being the commander of the mission yeah she's doing yeah, her job exactly like she this, this is what she's and obviously, they goddamn need her because yeah. they would just go with their gut and immediately go save them. Which, in the end, Nico does. But she did do like the sort of she did do the the, the thinking process to exactly. get to that exactly. decision and figure out that yeah, I probably have a small window, but I can manage it. Like I can do it. Mm. Yeah, and the thing um, is, at the same time as this is happening, as we Nico's thinking things through and f trying to mm. find a solution, we see. Uh, August and the Russian guy coming out from the cave and I think the Russian guy sa says something like oh she didn't even try and I'm just like yes. you don't oh know yes. that like oh, the situation yes. hasn't fully resolved there's still things yes. that can happen I don't I don't understand it and I think this is like this is supposed to be like where this distrust like that like we're supposed to think that this distrust between the crew and nico mm. is valid and as a viewer i just don't feel like their trust that their distrust in her is valid no i just feel like they're being unfair yeah yeah <laughs> and, and 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 super emotional about things yeah. and I, I don't 
like his gut reaction there is just so so weird. Yeah, I so actually I ha- I have for. the exact quote written down here. He he actually says that bitch didn't even try. So he's like really <laughs> oh, really yeah. upset and I'm just like undeservedly so. You don't know. And August August no actually idea. has a fairly reasonable reaction she she says you know think about the mission which is yes that's what you all should be doing good good i mean we have established i don't remember exactly when but i think it was in the first Mm. episode that they are all aware that this could be a one-way mission like they have signed up knowing it could potentially kill them this is this is one such situation it's just oh it's it's always like they say and do different things but it's never established that they will do or 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 say the other thing if that makes mm. sense like i don't know what drives these people you know i'm not convinced that a lot of these people are actually like invested in the mission yeah, as in will go to this alien planet and save earth nico is the only one that i'm kind of getting that from yes because they are just flip-flopping the whole time which, which like, is strange oh. because they mutinied against Nico in the first episode because yeah. in Juxta's word she wasn't thinking about the mission. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I mean where where did things go so wrong? I don't, I know. don't, I don't know. I don't understand. But then Nico oh. I think Nico owns a little bit trust from August yes. and, and the Russian because she's actually the one personally that comes down and rescue them. She makes the deci- decision to not risk the rest of her crew. Mm-hmm. She risks herself to get yes. those two back, which I think is a really nice solution. So Absolutely, but never again do that, Nico, because without you, <laughs> they can't make it. They can't, so don't. <laughs> But also, I don't, I don't know if there is a scene like this where maybe Oliver or someone else sort of apologizes to Nico, uh, because no. I feel like she is owed an apology from someone at least to <laughs> yes. just like, you know what, I thought differently of you, but I see now that in your actions you actually think like I do, like something like that. They don't have to like, you know, crawl and beg to her. That's not what I'm getting at, but just like some scene like that. Would be nice. Would be nice. Oh boy, so where are we after this daring rescue? Um, I don't know if there's much left with the Salvara that happens this episode, but we do have some things on Earth with Nico's husband, yes. Eric, and uh, Harper Glass, the internet celebrity slash... Motorcycle enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever it is she is. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she's okay so about Harper Glass what we've seen of her so far she doesn't actually seem to be a very nice person she seems a little bit uh, narcissistic is perhaps too strong of a word but a little bit you know mm. thinks, thinks quite highly of herself I think I, yeah. I don't think I would like her as a person but I don't think she's stupid <laughs> no Which is a big plus in this series. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like even though we haven't like learned too much of her, Mm. I feel like I understand her more after this episode. Like she does, like she is very 
motivated by her followers mm. and like being number one like she is absolutely like a career driven person but she also ha- really has a drive for you know finding information solving things and getting that to the public whether or not not that is her character going forward if other things surface or not but right like after this episode at least like that is who she is and I I get her you know I understand her <laughs> like I get why she is because she I think she meets up with Eric twice like when he's on his uh, jogging yeah run. I don't like, remember jogging. if both of those were in this episode but at least one I, of them were maybe not yeah, maybe no. not. maybe maybe the, the other episode as well but um she she goes and finds him and sort of lays out her uh, proposition yeah. to sort of help him if he gives information to her that she then can share. Uh, that might not be what the first interaction is, but... I think it pretty I, much is. As, yeah, as far much. as I remember I, it, that's the first time they, yeah. they interact. I think... No, 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 no. Wait, isn't there a situation where they think that the Salvari is destroyed and that hasn't gotten out to the news yet so she asks yes. eric for that yeah. i think this is the first interaction so she asks eric like what's up with salvari is it destroyed do you know anything and he's like Ugh. yeah but i eric. think she's asking him for information at that point too yeah okay yeah uh, maybe, like it's yeah. the same scene i think yeah mm, possibly yeah. yeah probably probably yeah but she yeah yeah the thing is that she wants to figure out if the Salvari is destroyed or not, or when yeah. Earth has lost co- communication with Salvari, so they, they don't know. But Eric doesn't answer her questions, but she sort of figures out the answer anyway. Which yeah. is <laughs> later when Eric talks about this with his, uh, I don't know, secretary or colleague or whatever she is. And uh, this colleague makes a throwaway line Oh, you know, she's really good at filling in the gaps. And then he has this aha moment that is so mm. common in these oh types of scenarios. Is... It's just like, oh, a word. Yes, yes, that, mm, a word. I get it now. Because he's like, oh, filling in the gaps. That's what we should know, with, what we should do with the signals we're getting from the artifact. And I'm just like, oh, okay. This is Eric's science. <laughs> and it it's continuously his science. Yeah. I will. I, I mean, I, I will la- say I that. I out on it in the previous episode, so I've I've done my rant <laughs> on it, but I'm just like not impressed. I mean, I will. But it is, it is, a, it is a trope. Yeah, yeah, it it's a trope. really, really tropey the way that. Yeah. I, I mean, even the way the lines are structured is just like so predictable. What's going to happen <sighs> there? But I will say that it's is. I mean, that type of aha moment is. This is a little bit satisfactory i think uh as a viewer you're you're sort of like ah yes progress you know they figured Mm -hmm. something out great now we can have other cool things so i will give the scene minus for being really tropey and a little bit contrived but i will give it plus for for still being sort of a um, kind of nice scene i guess you know it's i roll my eyes at it but at the same kind uh, at the same time, and also sort of, oh, great, fun, you know, that they, they made progress. So it's it's nice in that way. For sure. And we need we need a little bit of progress yes. also yes. on Earth. So yes. it is, it's good that they get there. 
And I think also it smooths things over with his boss, if I remember correctly. Mm. Uh, because his boss is just annoyingly not listening in to the needs of the yeah of I, the I don't understand so oh, <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember her name uh. general something she's actually the one that hired nika for the mission as well so yeah. they have like the same boss and in the first episode she's <laughs> you know she's talking to eric about what he's doing you know what the pigeon sounds and everything and even though what he's saying is bad science for us in the context of the episode it's like oh you know he's working really well on this yeah but she, she seems to be almost completely scientifically illiterate because she's like just like why is he doing this yeah. <laughs> i'm just like it's you know in the context it's not that stupid what and maybe if you don't understand it hire someone else who can do the translation for you someone who's a better middle hand maybe and i don't know just hire more people more staff i feel like more people on this thing is probably a good idea no yeah no? i mean i don't i i don't quite understand the hierarchy of things i mean i Me understand neither. that she's the boss of both eric and nico and she's supposedly like a top dog or something but there seems yeah. to be like no middle hands at all, no layers, no. no... Where's the bureaucracy? Yes, you know <laughs> we know she's a general, but of what or like of if she has a how can she be of who can she be the boss of both things also? Yeah, that too. Like that they too. seem like they seem like yes. They are related, these things, of course, but I also feel like you would need more than one person on top of these. Yeah, I mean, on this thing. I, I would imagine, okay, so she's the top dog, but then she has, like, oh, she has this guy under her. He's not a general, he's a whatever the captain or whatever his title is, major. Yeah. You know, he's responsible for the space exploration part of our yes. company or our organization. And then we have this guy, you know, he's the scientist guy. He's responsible yeah. for the science we do on Earth for the alien artifact. It's just, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, understand. And like, I, could, I could see, I could see how, how someone might say, well, well, that would just mean like more characters who has the same function. So that would just make it more cluttered and 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 you know why you know useless characters but i feel like there is possibility for drama like let's say that the middle hand boss doesn't uh relay certain things to the top boss mm. maybe there is some selfishness involved mm. maybe some connections with uh, i don't know i'm making shit up here but you know military corporations and you know so so maybe then the top boss like when she then tries to fire <laughs> eric like there is there we understand that because she has gotten like a slightly different version of events from uh, this yeah. schemey middle hand boss. So you have that sort of dynamic between Eric, the middle hand boss, and then also, you know, Harper Glass and the other, you know, just like a little bit more, something more to chew on here on Earth, because I do, I feel like there's just something lacking. And yeah, well, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. And I think it's a good suggestion that you have of having more people in the company and creating conflict within the company and yeah. that sort of 
being a, a hindrance of some kind. I also think yeah, like politics. Yeah, I also think like... they they could do it like the other way that the head of science guy that is uh, mm. Eric's like next boss, boss. in line, so yeah. so to speak, yeah. that you know he he understands what Eric is doing and he thinks it's good things, but then maybe the general above that she doesn't understand yes. and then she maybe has she has pressures. From I don't know the president, the yes. whatever kind of world leader they have in in this uh, society, you know she's getting pressures from above of saying, oh, you know Eric is not making progress fast enough. Uh, you know we we mm-hmm. need to maybe switch him out to someone better, uh, and she wants to fire him. And then the the head of science is like, no, 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 it's good. And then they have that kind of conflict as well. That that's another alternative. And absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> both would work because they're doing the same thing. Like uh-huh. they are creating tension and setting things in motion and they're, they, like, they are for sure they are world building woven into yeah. that because and it's like yeah. it's nothing you unique it's just like this kind of thing works like yeah, it's, yeah. it works <laughs> so just use it <laughs> because as it is i don't know if the general whatever her name is i don't know if she mentions anyone above her she might but i, I forget mm. i don't think don't so uh, but possibly but as it is, we just have her, who is like, oh, she's really powerful. She's top dog, as we say. Uh, and then we have Eric directly after that. There's, there's no one. Yeah, there's just empty space around them. We don't understand how how her decisions is really affecting things because we don't know. We don't know how Eric's research. Is sort of affecting the rest of the world, except through Harper Glass. We know, we know that part. <laughs> <laughs> and also another thing that struck me is that I don't, I don't see why she wants to fire him because no. I haven't seen seen an option either. Like if if we were given a little bit of insight into like her starting to look look up other people, or you know at least you know talking to someone else is like well. If you give this operation to me, I'll knock it out of the park and we'll be with an answer within three weeks or something. Yeah. And it's like, but we can see that that person is not actually capable in the same way that Eric is capable. Because maybe he has some more of an innate understanding, maybe like something that just makes him and this artifact tick together in a way. Mm. Um, but but there is no such thing. So I don't see like if she were to fire him, then what are you left with? Exactly nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing because you don't have any other people. You have like, you have like no one. Yeah. The, then the person who fills up the coffee machine needs to pick up the 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 the, the weapon here and go forth yeah. against the because no one else is around. So yeah, we don't we don't see any other people from I, her corporation or organization or whatever it is so we don't really know like i can't i don't feel the threat no no i don't i don't because i really like where the where who else yeah we don't have (laughs) context enough for her for her character no she just pops in every now and then and complain to eric you're you're not doing it good enough and uh, i'm thinking about firing you so you better step up (laughs) we're just sitting there like I guess. Okay. Um, what would lead this lead to? I don't know. Yeah, like no one's doing nothing. Yeah, then, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And um, and even you know, as as you said, sort of have a rival scientist. Even though, 
that that is another thing that I kind of roll my eyes at because yeah, when you put that in your film, you sort of you, you don't really understand how scientists works in reality. But I can yeah. I I'm fine with it from a drama perspective. <laughs> like, exactly, like it would work. Yes. It's a trope, but it would work. Yes. You know, it's <laughs> like it's quite cliche and and uh, yeah. not very realistic. But it's sure. fine from a storytelling perspective. And you know yeah. what? You know what? They should be, you know college buddies like but they went in different directions yeah. <laughs> and just like to go full on trope mode here and they have they fell out of love from that point on and just because of some moral choice that the other person did you know what i'm yeah, getting flashbacks to now no it's fantastic four that we watched together no. <laughs> oh my god we're essentially saying that they should do what fantastic four did the bad one (laughs) the really cheap one (laughs) oh my god there is more tension in that one though so yeah you know take inspiration from such good sources as fantastic four the unreleased one (laughs) oh my god yeah that's hilarious yeah oh boy so, uh, so we are getting close to the end. Oh, yeah. I just sp- sp- spat all over the microphone here. Good thing I have one of those pop filters so no, none of the actual technology gets hurt. <laughs> Sorry for the graphic image there. But um, we're getting very close to the end of uh, of this episode. I'm talking the Another Life episode. <laughs> so where are we? So Eric... Uh, like he, he, uh, he, um, I don't, was this the bar scene? Was this in? I think the bar scene is in the next one. I, uh, yeah. I haven't taken any Is it? Of, yeah, I think so. Let me check. At least, well, oh, it doesn't matter, I guess. Well, at least Harper and he, like, they agree to work together. Right? Yes. At the end of this episode? No, I think that's oh, at the no. end of the next one. Yeah, in this episode... My God, I am so... <laughs> I am so all over the place with this Yeah, episode. at the end... Okay. At, at, in this episode, Harper and Eric meet, and Harper essentially asks him for information, right. and he turns her down. But then we have, in between that, the general sort of threatening him with with uh, being fired, etc., and also other things. Okay. Uh, and then in the um, next episode... They meet again, and this time he's like, "Okay, I give you the information because I need I need the information to get out there." Essentially, so he's go right. he's going okay. be- behind the, the general's back. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. So slight progress, but they haven't quite become teammates yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But we do have a final scene on board the Salvare, uh, as if for the previous episode, it's a cliffhanger. So mm-hmm. Petra. One of the crew members who I have no idea oh what her God. function on the ship is. I forgot <laughs> about her. I because I remember like I've seen this episode twice now. Like once, like when this aired, you know, mm-hmm. or not aired, but when this one was on Netflix uh, in the beginning, and then for us starting to record these episodes. And both times I was like, wait, is this a crew member? I don't know. Like she, she's gotten almost no time. No. Before this scene, no. right? Like I, I was. Genuinely like, oh, wait, yes, you are also crew. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, you would probably yeah. die because I have no idea who you are. So I recognize nice her face you. when I see her, but I had no idea her, her mm. name was Petra until yeah. like this scene. Exactly. And I 
still don't know what her function on sheep was. Like, Pff, what, what, in what capacity does she work there? I have no idea. But anyway, they are Not like uh, sitting around a dinner table and talking, I guess. And she starts having a seizure of some kind. Uh, very traumatic um, for poor mm. her. So yeah, and and she was not one of the people who were down on the planet. So you know no. what's going on. It's like, ooh, is there some underlying condition from mm-hmm. Earth, or is it connected to the planet? I think we all know <laughs> <laughs> what's <Yes>. up. <laughs> but that that is where they're ending the episode. It's, it's and quite obvious. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I will, even though this whole this whole you know like eating at a table situation you know like a normal uh, normal social thing scene and someone having a sudden seizure is something we've seen before and I'm not just talking alien like alien did that maybe the first time and then other people has almost like an marsh done that mm. but I I've, I've, I'm okay with it yeah yeah. I'm okay with it because I I think I think it's always nice even though it's been done I think it's like oh yeah maybe it's not too alien and that's fine by me <laughs> yeah fair fair it's gonna go um, even more into that direction <laughs> even though you know this is technically a cliffhanger you can kind of figure out how things are going to yeah. go yeah but it's fine like you say it's, it's fine. Predictable, yeah. Pre- predictable yeah. is not necessarily bad, uh, and you know I am always game uh, for a little bit of a of a uh, monster mayhem <laughs> on a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, will it go in that direction entirely? Well, we'll see when we talk about the next episode. Yes. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. As- <laughs> As it always is. I, I, Another life I, yeah, I keeps sus- us on our toes. I suspect the uh, scientist in me is going to come out and rant a little bit on that one too. Please do. Yep. Please do. <laughs> so, listener, have you seen Another Life episode two? Uh, we want to know what you think. So, uh, check us out on Facebook or Instagram where we are at Starcrash Podcast. Um, and, you know, share your thoughts there and, and give us recommendations, etc. We would really like to hear what you think about Another Life because obviously we have quite strong <laughs> opinions on it. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, well. Join us next time, which uh, will probably be a regular film episode. uh, But we are, of course, also talking about Another Life episode 3 sometime in the future. So join us then. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.